It's time to watch a movie you've never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. But there will be smiles and there will be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 800 years. It's time for death. By video. Time for death. By video. With Phil and Kit and Lillian and Graham. Hello, welcome to Death by Video. I'm Phil. I'm Lil. I'm Kit. I'm Graham. <laughs> In case you didn't hear, that's I'm Graham. It's Graham's bedroom voice today. <laughs> so, um, let's just uh, play a little catch up. Um, what media have you guys, filmic or TV media, have you guys consumed in the last little while between episodes? I have a. Uh, <laughs> I'm ill. I won't talk much. I saw. We, I think, a lot of us saw Thief. Yes, Thief, the classic uh, theatrical directorial debut of Michael Mann. Mm. They um, from 1981 of the neon noir tradition. Had he done some TV work before then? He sure did. He directed a TV movie called The Jericho Mile. And shortly after Thief, he developed Miami Vice. And he did a TV movie called L.A. Takedown, which was later redeveloped into Heat. Another great movie. Indeed. When did Manhunter come out? 1986. I'm really the glue that holds this together, I realize now. (laughs) You really are, Graham. Get in there. Have you seen anything lately? I watched... It was Blackenstein, right? Blackenstein and the documentary Just Your Tracking, which is about VHS collectors. Oh, yes, that one. And it's good. Is it anything like vinyl? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, Just Your Tracking, I think it's similar to the other VHS documentary, Please Rewind, which is... uh, Rewind this. Thank you, Graham. So, so VHS collectors aren't a sad collection of uh, lonely misfits filling their apartment with their, their gathered treasure? That's kind of accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to know what this movie that we're watching tonight is all about. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I've seen another movie by the director, Michael Rubbo, and part of the series Tales for All, Peanut Butter Solution, which the, the VG board threatened to make us watch. Which I wouldn't have minded, but uh, Tommy Tricker, I'm going with fresh eyes, so I'm uh, stoked. I uh, I have seen Tommy Tricker when I was a, a young man, um, and I'm excited to see it again, because I haven't seen it since I was like 10 years old. It used to appear on the Family Channel. Oh, but I did have some media that I watched this week mm-hmm. that I've got to share. I watched uh, Logan last night. Mm. What'd you think? Uh, it was good. It's good. It's violent. Yeah, very. 
Have you seen Logan, Phil? I have not. Yeah, me neither. I have. Are you a superhero fan or just not interested in the subject? I'm not really a superhero fan, but if I were to watch a superhero movie, I'd probably watch Logan. TBH. It'd be a good bet. It's less like a superhero movie, more like a, a deconstruction of that kind of genre, I would say. Wouldn't you agree, Graham? Yep. Yeah, I was compared to the neo-western stuff, like No Country for Old Men and Hell or High Water and... Mm-hmm. That's very much in that, that vein. A, a lot more gimmicky than those, but still pretty uh, gritty. Does someone want to read the synopsis of Tommy Tricker in this damn show? <laughs> sure, I'll, uh, I'll take the reins. It's very heroic of Graham on his deathbed to record one <laughs> final episode of Death by Video. <laughs> yes, Graham claims by so video. <laughs> All right. It's it's a good thing I bring my sleeping bag everywhere I go. So we got Graham nice and tucked in. Uh, uh, Phil, can you bring another pillow or something? Maybe stuff some videos inside. <laughs> yeah, the video pillow. That's super comfy. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a little more height. It's those big uh, Disney VHS cassettes, though. They were nice and cozy and kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, those were very pillowy. That packaging. Clamshells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, proceeding to with the plot of Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler, courtesy of IMDb. When the Joker Tommy Tricker plays some practical jokes on some of his friends, his best friend Ralph a stamp collector, discovers the secret of stamp travel to make him travel around the world on a stamp to bring back the mysterious Charles Merriweather, who never returned on a stamp for 75 years. That's pretty much it. Sounds exciting. That review was written by Anonymous. Do you, do you want to hear um, the second plot summary? Yes. Sure. All right. So, young Ralph James and his scheming friend Tommy Tricker... It's an apt name. Um, collect stamps. But when Tommy snatches a rare stamp, Ralph discovers the secret of stamp travel to take him around the world and bring back the 75-year gone travel tra- traveler, Charles Merriweather. And this review was written by... Uh, this plot summary was written by Charles Halashua. And how old are these guys? How old is Tommy and Ralph? They're like kids. Like they're, 10, they're young. 10, 11, maybe 12. At the Pre-teens. oldest. They're of the preteen age. Yep. It's a good film. I, I remembered a female friend of almost the same age being part of the hijinks. Yeah, I think it was I think it was the um the sister. A sister uh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And the movie also features a pre fame Rufus Wainwright mm-hmm. for all you Rufus Wainwright fans. Yeah, he sings a song in it too. Which I'll look up. You gonna sing it for us, Graham? Yeah, it hit us with a couple bars there, Graham. No. <laughs> no, but if you hum a few bars, I'll fake it. No. Do we have anything else to add? <laughs> I believe not. Let's uh, get this uh, show on the road. Let's do it! Let's do it! We'll be right back. The final installment of Canadian Yes. Can we
Yeah, well, he's like saying the Nordic. I put the pepper on the plate. That was <laughs> 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 that great. And we're back. Death by video. Yeah. Well, we just watched uh, Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler. Uh, and that was quite a blast. It was yeah, uh, quite was an adventure. Times. Yeah. I missed the boat on that one as a kid. Yeah, it was lovely. It brought brought back a lot of memories. There was a there was a few times I looked over at Graham. He had some tears in his eye. Yeah, yeah, he was bringing stuff back. <laughs> the life that I've led. How it all went wrong. Things <laughs> lost. Everything sounds better in this voice. Yeah, you were saying it was all coming back to you and all the emotions and. Yeah. All coming back to you now, like Celine Dion. Yeah, like Celine Dion. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know it's uh, I I just I love like that movie was good. It was fun. It was um enjoyable. I liked it a lot. Fun for the whole family. So, uh who wants to to start us off? Where uh how does how does the movie begin? Lillian? Well, there's a really cool like 10-minute intro, right? With there all the stamps yeah. and just catches your eye and you get really uh into it. And I think uh, I think it's set in Montreal. Yeah. Where, where apparently stamp collecting is huge. Yeah, practically everybody's a stamp collector in this, totally, right? Yeah. Although we do learn that later on, stamp collecting is also big in China. <laughs> yeah, all those Montreal buildings are making me misty-eyed. I, I love those uh, walk-up buildings. Yeah. Toronto forever. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to remember how it starts, Phil. So it starts with uh, Ralphie. Uh, well... No, it doesn't. That's not Ralph. It's starts... Tommy's friend. Um, I forget his Cass. name. Cass. Cass. Yeah, he's got a bunch of snakes. Yeah. He actually that that actor went on to be in Catwalk and um... Catwalk with Nev Campbell pre Party of Five on YTV. Mm-hmm. Woo woo YTV. <laughs> Paul Popowicz was his name. Is YTV still going? Yeah, it is. Does does it still have the PJs and stuff? I don't know. They. <laughs> Someone else talk. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, there's PJ Fresh Phil. I, I think he was the most popular one. Yeah. High five to Phil. Right? Yeah, PJ Fresh Phil. <laughs> um, they're so they're at school. Uh, they're showing off. They're selling snakes. Uh, it's getting really rowdy with the kids. And Tommy pulls his friend. Uh, what's his name? Cass aside and uh, um, shows him this stamp. Yeah, Tom, Tommy's got some stamps that he claims are from the post office that are um, incorrect. They've been faulty. Yeah, they're faulty. Or, There's a triangle where it shouldn't be, so that makes them more valuable. He explains to his friend Cass, and his whole thing is we're going to sell these uh, to our fellow classmates. And Cass is like, but that's wrong, man. That's wrong. Because it's a scam. Tommy, with a forever shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> it never goes away. No, it doesn't. He wears it the entire film. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, nah, nah, it's all good, man. We're going to make a profit here. Yeah, Tommy's a total sociopath. So, uh... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they're uh, dealing the stamps in the classroom. You uh, see some uh, old school Royal Canadian Mint with the $2 bills. Yeah. 
And then uh, Albert, uh, their classmate and a very honest uh, stamp collector man. Uh, and he also rocks jorts through the entire film. Yes. Jorts and a sweater, by the way. That's the, that's the Canadian <laughs> classic look. <laughs> yeah, this guy calls Tommy out on his stuff and uh, kind of tells on the teacher what's going on. Tells on him. And the teacher doesn't seem to be very phased. Like, she really does not have control of her classroom. Yeah, she's like, oh, I should probably get some stamps, too, if yeah. they're going to be worth so much. Yeah, like, she wears a pink uh, sweats and a pink sweatshirt. It's very, like... Uh, it's more of a peach well, color, I thought. Yeah, I guess this is more peach color. It's something you got cotton ginny or something. Mm, cotton ginny. Yes. <laughs> Oh, everyone's looking at me. Okay, so then... <laughs> I'm sorry. Graham is struggling to lift his head from um, the little nest we've made him of sleeping bags and, and uh, videotape cassettes. Yeah, I do realize I think I have a fever going. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, then um, to distract from this, um, uh, Tommy releases a snake in the classroom, and of course everybody jumps up on their chairs and they're all afraid. Um, and then Tommy explains that it's not a snake, it's a lizard that's lost its legs. But that's totally not true. No, because, no, we know because. that it's not true. But Tommy this is, is how Tommy keeps his place, his reputation. He's as like a, this, as a trickster. don't mess with me. As a trickster. Me. And again, in case if you don't get the gist of that, he always wears a Joker t-shirt when he's not wearing a Metallica t-shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this was back when Metallica still had heavy metal cred. This was, this was actually shot before the Black Album. Oh. Yeah, because it's 1987, 88, so it's probably even before Injustice for All, so... Yeah, the Cliff Burton era. His, his good buddy and kind of the dumb sidekick here is constantly wearing a Batman t-shirt so go figure that one out and yeah. Spider-Man t-shirt and they all wear wicked uh, cut off sleeve uh, jean jackets <laughs> now the sleeves are rolled up yeah okay rolled up jean jacket sleeves still good luck so then we're back at, at Ralph's house where we meet Ralph's sister Nancy who has pen pals all over the world someone else talk please Tommy calls her postcard. He goes over there and pays a visit um, to to Ralph. He's got something up his sleeve, you can tell. By the way, he calls... uh, Tommy, interestingly, calls stamps liquor stickers, which is an interesting way. Interesting phraseology there. But, um, yeah, so he, he... talks to Nancy and her friend and then he goes and tries to basically aka uh, postcard postcard and then he goes and tries to bilk Ralph out of some expensive stamps Tommy is a no good Nick he tries to bilk the stamps that belong to his father the veteran stamp collector which is played by Ron Lee uh, and I recognized him from the neighbor um what was a the movie neighbor? from the early 90s. It was like a thriller. Oh. Um, was it why I was on the TMN? I think so. Okay. I think so. Did, yeah, that, that TMN CanCon. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good one. I wouldn't mind watching that again. Oh, sorry. 
He was also in Orphan Black, Shoot the Messenger, Killjoys, The Recruit starring Colin Farrell, Cobra Affairs, a lot of stuff actually I'm going through his IMDb right now. He's a Punisher Warzone, Anna Green Gables, A New Beginning, Flashpoint, Impact, Zombie Darist, Saw 4. He's a working actor. He's a Toronto staple. And his character name in the movie is Bryce. Bryn. Oh, Bryn, Bryn. even better. He's also in Punk Up, Back Up. Wow, he's covered all the facets of Canadian film and TV. Mm-hmm. So then Tommy Tricker swindles Ralph out of the Blue Nose. And it's a rare Blue Nose. Um, I have a headache, too. Um, every time, so... Graham, uh, are you going to pull through? Yeah, well, just shut up. <laughs> Ralph... Lil, can you can you replace the cloth on his head? I think I think it's gone warm again. Yeah, I think he needs a new fresh wet towel. Yeah, I think so. I think. So that when it drips down, it'll just like go into his mouth. Get that sweet nectar. She said she's gonna soak up. She said she's gonna soak up the cloth on my head and beer. It's the blue nose, which it's an old. It's from the old country. Yes, thank you. So yeah, there's a blue nose with the man in the mask, yes, which very, is apparently very, worth $600. at least $600, if not more. Yeah. Tommy goes to the, it looks like an illicit stamp collecting shop. I don't know. These two guys seem rather shady to me. And he goes and he sells it for a cool 300 And they, of course, snap it right up. But right before he can sell it, some old man comes in with interesting teeth. Yes, he's missing his top dentures. And he comes in with uh, uh, an album that he scored that he has, hasn't opened yet. He bought it he, for 25, $25 big ones. Yep. And he kind of wanted to see its contents with these guys at the shop and wanted to see what he could get for the book. And they give him a cool 50. Sight unseen. And then we realize that Tommy Tricker has taken his $350 and used it to buy groceries to feed his, chil- his children, his, his siblings. His children. His mother is, <laughs> he, he has a single mother. His father is no longer in the picture. And there's like at least between six to eight kids that live with him in a very slummy apartment we should, in downtown Montreal. We, we should point out that the, uh, the kid Albert, the, the one with the, the, the jean shorts, the and jorts glasses. and the, uh, the sweaters, the guy who's a, a stamp collector. Tommy does kind of pull a fast one on him early in the movie. He uh, pretend he, he basically he takes the stamp collection out of his um, his little satchel, satchel. Uh, surreptitiously, and then puts some bombs in there, some smoke bombs. The smoke bombs, yeah. And then the kid Albert thinks that, oh my god, my stamp collection is ruined, and he starts panicking and crying. And then Tommy's like, here's your stamp collection. And the resident schoolyard fireman rolls up. Remember that guy with the rope on the skateboard with the two buckets? <laughs> that yes. was fun. Just in time. Yeah, I love it. I love that world building. It's like there's like a whole world that I distinctly remember the kid on the skateboard, and then later on when he has the skateboard with the with the handrail attached to it. Yeah, the sidewalk surfing, whatever that was later on. That, that was pretty rad. That was really but, cool. But this Albert, his his one defense against Tommy mm. is these really cutting your dad jokes that he keeps oh, on yeah. throwing down there. Yeah, Albert like knows how the 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 open wound of Tommy Tricker is below the belt. Is his father? Yeah. So every now and then he'll be like, maybe you should ask your dad. 
well, there's like a homeless guy in the street. And Hopper's like, isn't that your dad? No, it's like, does he remind you of your dad? And then Tommy Tricker runs away crying, and then Nancy falls him into the alley. That's, that's later on. We're so, getting ahead of ourselves. So anyways, Ralph. But it is revealed that Tommy ran away because that was his dad. Dun, dun, dun. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It reminded him of his dad. He, he said it was his dad, and she, she's like, what? And he's like, no, I mean, it's someone like my dad. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, once Ralph realizes he's been bilked, because Tommy didn't even give him the stamps that he promised to trade yeah. him for. The idea was that he was going to get like a set of really rare stamps, stamps really yeah. nice stamps. And then and so Ralph is like, all right, I'll, I'll trade the, the blue nose that my dad's spare blue nose. Because mm-hmm. there's six blue noses on a page. And then there's find. this other blue nose in a special page. And Tommy's like, that's a spare one. You don't even want that yeah. one. But it turns out it's the, the elusive man in the mask, which is a real stamp, by the way. Yep. It's so cool, too. Like, when, when they look at it under the magnifying glass, there's a little kid or a little figure uh, in the mask, like, up up, up there. It's so cool. What a great view. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty spectacular. Mm-hmm. And then, so Ralph is spazzing. His dad is trying to, like, t- trying to find out what's going on. And his dad is a rageaholic, apparently. Who's like, um, yeah, he, he goes from one to ten very quickly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's five o'clock. I expect my son to be in the house. And then he like storms out to their little clubhouse and bangs on the door. And he's like, Tommy, I've got you've got until the count of 30 to get out here. But can who gives him a count of 30? Count of 30 to get out here or else I'm coming through the window. <laughs> And, and oh, Ralph I thought he said, I said till I thought he said till the count of three, but he ended up going to four. And his yeah, he said count of 30. But then his wife, who's like bemused the entire time, is like, like, oh, come on. Come relax. on, honey, leave him alone. Yeah. Big smile on her face. By the way, there's like, I know it was like the late 80s, but there was a lot of like unsupervised children in this film wandering around downtown Montreal. And we know what the people in Montreal are like. It's it's funny, though, because I, uh, I didn't grow up in Toronto, but every now and then I would visit my cousins who, who were, they were in South mm-hmm. Etobicoke, like not the good part of Etobicoke. Mm-hmm. Um like old school Mimico yeah exactly and that's where my uncle lived and every now and then I would stay over and then I would just me and my cousin Jeffrey who were we were about like less than 10 would just go wandering around just like alright let's go exploring in downtown um, Etobicoke and that was completely cool you didn't go to Young Street no it's kind of a far away from Etobicoke it's not a it's not a good walk there's streetcars we would take the streetcars yeah, I used to live in this building complex, and we all the kids would just hang out together, and we'd take off to the movies at, it was at Shepherd and Young kind of area, like Shepherd, not Bathurst really, but in between, and we'd go to the North York Center to watch oh, movies yeah, totally. there, I remember and get candy, those and stuff our yeah, face yeah. with bubblegum. Oh, that sounds great. Um... So then, so by the way, Ralph is scared to death of his father. Yeah, like I'm kind of, I kind of know what what, what, the, what the backstory on that is all about. <laughs> Ralph's terrified of his dad, and then he basically sneaks in and talks to his sister Nancy, and they decide to go down to the um, shady stamp collectors. And she's like, "I saved thirty whole dollars to go down and buy a blue nose stamp." Nancy is the best sister ever, by the way. She's lovely. She is. She's like ready, so gung ho with everything. Just like drops all of her plans to help out her shitty little brother. Yeah, Ralph just throws his temper tantrums, and then Nancy just takes like a champ. Yeah, 
And so... Um, and Ralph will just begrudgingly apologize. Yeah. And then Ralph and his sister Nancy go down to the Shady Stamp uh, Click store after dark, no less, and they're still open. And they go in, and they can't find a good blue nose. And then they find, like, the man... No, 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 no more blue. No more beer. Um, and then they <laughs> really find... Just... And it's blue, too. Can I just point out how cool, how neat that I got a blue beer today and the main stamp yeah the, I didn't think anyway, of that just, and everybody was wearing blue in this movie oh yeah pretty much Nancy aka po- postcard she was always in blue that's true yeah. and and the little uh, cloth that you have on Graham's forehead is also kind of a nice baby blue color it's all, and Phil's wearing blue it's and true Kit's I am. wearing blue and I'm wearing off blue it's a blue sun mm. blue Sunday blue Sunday yeah, not quite Blue Monday, but Blue But Sunday. your eyes are blue, Graham. They are. <laughs> my soul is black. My eyes are blue. Um, They're green, no? They turn blue in the sun. Only in the sun. My eyes turn blue in the sun for you. I don't know where I'm going with that. I'm sorry. My old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because of visions of creeping. Graham, save your strength. Save your strength. Um, um, so at the stamp shop, they can't find a blue nose that's good enough, but then they spot the actual blue nose that belongs to Ralph and Nancy's dad. And then they're like, we want that stamp. And then send Ralph, Ralphie storms out. He's like, hate- Comically, he storms out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know who, who's, who, who, who sold you that stamp. I know. Yeah. Because Tommy Choker is like the king of like the illicit stamp trade in Montreal, apparently. And, and by the way, this whole time I thought that Ra- the actor playing Ralph was just doing really bad line deliveries, and he sort of is. But it's later revealed that his character also stutter. stutters. Yeah. And at the movie, he loses his stutter. So, Nancy starts crying, and the two old stamp guys feel bad for her, and they like give her that collection that they bought for $50. And didn't even open yet. No, didn't even open yet. And Nancy's like, hey, look what I, when she gets back, she's like, hey, look what I got. And Ralph, you know, we can tell that he's definitely the son of his father because he just rages out and rips, just the, rage and rips the... Apples <laughs> fall apart from the tree in this one. When it comes to stamps. And he rips apart the... He's like, this, these are worthless. This, like, 70-year-old stamp collection. He just rips it to shreds in front of her. Barely even looks at it, too. And like, flips through a few pages and is like, this is worthless, and then rips it up. it right across yeah, the room. And then Nancy finds a, a letter tucked into the front cover of a stamp collection book album. And it's about this guy that like, oh, I've got this collection that's saved on the other side of the world. And it's got all this stuff. And like, maybe there's something in there that my dad will like. So then... He brings uh, his friend Albert over. Albert over and they try to figure it out. But then they realize like, wait a second. It was his around the world stamp collection. Maybe the other side of the world is the back cover of the album and they rip it open and it, it was but it turns out well uh, f- first because nancy's gone back to the shady stamp store with the book and she's gonna oh, try right. to figure tell out them like oh not to tell them anything so tell they phone the stamp tell store them to tell her to tell them nothing yeah, yeah. and they they're they're like you we just got a call from your brother and he told us not to tell he tell told you us not to tell, to tell us anything yeah. she's and like all right then. she makes up an excuse and gets out of there and then i finally open up the back note it turns out that Charles Merriweather this like stamp collector 
figured out a magic way to get to fly around the world in a stamp. He's a stamp traveler. Hence the title. And this letter that was found in the stamp album was dated from 1928. Yeah, on the way back then. 60 so, years ago. Stop talking like that. It's not cool, man. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make fun of you. <laughs> I said that off microphone, too. Um, I'm fading fast. Um, and then? <laughs> oh, chase through Montreal they go through the mall from Rabid which I realized was in Rabid it's the same mall and then I actually realized I've been in that mall it's in downtown Montreal yeah Graham got quite excited when they were slipping and sliding through this mall and And Rufus Wainwright is is singing a song yep it's called yeah, he's, he's like a new wave singer he's always wears shades and the song is called I'm a running and he wrote it while sitting in the yard of the school that they attend yeah we saw him earlier wearing his shades all kind of moody writing the song all he was missing was a like a little black coffee by his side i think yes like a little black beret <laughs> yeah exactly i really mm-hmm. no, that makes sense um and so then black and white striped shirt so now we're making him french oh well it is montreal okay oh um so then they finally figure out how to get it on a stamp. They do it, and it turns out that they can't. So what the whole trick is, you find a mailbox, you take 10 steps away from it, you recite this poem, and then you get turned into it, you get like sucked down into the stamp, and you're hidden in the stamp as a little cartoon character, and there's this weird like harmonica, banjo music playing all Which the is, time. It's toe-tapping. It's yeah. like every time it came on, I was like, I gotta snap my fingers now, because this is... There's a lot of kazoo in these musical cues. <laughs> there is a lot of kazoo. So, um, the problem they face is the uh, a knowing hand cannot touch the stamp once. Yeah, they try. Yeah, once Ralph goes on the stamp, it cannot be touched by anybody who knows about what just happened. So. Uh, they get into this whole kerfuffle, and uh, it's quite. I was I was worried. Well, like a little girl picks up the letter, and yeah. then some weird thing happens. Little some girl skiing. like picks up the letter, and she's like, "I'm gonna go deliver this, mom." And she tries; she can't reach the mailbox. It. And then yeah. some friggin' businessman comes along. He's like, "What's going on, little girl? You trying to deliver that? How about I just take the letter?" Yeah. And then he doesn't deliver it. He just he thinks takes it might it. be a money order check or a mail order or something. He's like, "Maybe I can make some money out of this." And then he looks at it and turns out it's just a letter and then he crumples up it and throws it away. It's so strange because he's wearing like a three-piece suit too. He's yeah. got like the, the vest, the jacket and everything. But Like I said, it is Montreal. This podcast is staunchly Toronto in case you haven't guessed. <laughs> where, where are we again, guys? I, I, I never know We're how I get here. We're in the abandoned video store north, just north of Toronto in the GTA. It's between Highway 7 and Highway 9. Uh-huh. 
not the mythical Highway 8, which apparently doesn't exist, or maybe it maybe it does. Maybe this is where it it's is. It's east of Mississauga and west of Hamilton. <laughs> the, the exact well. location is that we started from the bottom, now we're here. So we're in Forest Hill, basically. No, we're not. We're the north Forest of Hill Forest Hill, Hill south of Eglinton. <laughs> north of Forest Hill, south of Eglinton, west of Hamilton, and east of Scarborough. In a nutshell. Totally. I'll let I'll all like Neverland or something. Somewhere around there. Um, so anyways, um, Ralph, uh, Tommy Tricker gets his hand on Ralphie in the, in the stamp after he gets sardine juice leaked onto him. And oh, he, yeah, from one of Tommy's uh, sandwiches that, for whatever reason, he's walking around with a sandwich, and then he offers it to Nancy. He's like, have my sandwich. And it's puts sardines. It in your face. Uh, and then he throws it in the garbage, and then that's when the homeless man appears and is like, mmm, sardines. Yeah. And the homeless man thinks that Tommy likes stamps because he does, so he gives him the stamp, and then Tommy puts the stamp on an envelope to go to China, and then Ralph goes to China. I love how Graham is wearily moving this podcast forward. But uh, <laughs> Nancy was in on that too, right? Like, they were all in on it together to get him to China. So Tommy has a plan here. He's doing the long con. He purposely sends, um, with with one of Nancy's postcards that I guess he stole. He it. did, yeah. Because um, if it turns out that Nancy is a, po- a pen pal in China. So what we, the one thing we missed is that... <laughs> Lillian is shaking her head one thing we missed at this is that, Tommy Tricker. Is that Charles Mayweather hid his like prize stamp collection. Merriweather. Merriweather. Yeah. Hid his ch- prize stamp collection in a store in Australia. Store in Australia. Yeah. Literally the other side of the world. Literally the other side of the world. So that's why they were trying to get there in the first place. Tommy Tricker hears the, overhears this, sends Ralph to... China, and then he goes to Australia disguised as Charles Merriweather. Right. So in China, there's a lot of trials and tribulations for young Ralph. He has to like jump into a lake full of dragons, but well, there are no dragons. Make himself understood because nobody there understands English. English. They're all kind of like shocked as why is there this white boy in our house that just appeared off a stamp. Although they're not as shocked as you think they no, would be. They're, they're just, just like, like yeah. they're just like at the dinner table and they're like throwing up their hands, <laughs> shaking their heads, but then they go back to their dinner. They're like, I don't understand this. Yeah, it's like kids. Eh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They all look alike. Um Wow. I I'm trying to live in a post racial world here, Kit. Kids all look alike. I see. We're dying. <laughs> now I understand what you I made meant. a bad joke, but I wasn't. <laughs> it's still not a good joke. It still might get edited out. Well, at least Graham can can uh, can blame the fever. Yeah. So then, Tommy befriends the, uh, his sister's pen pal, and her, and this her uh, sister's pen pal's translator. Yep. Because they translate the notes, and they're both adorable. Yeah, they're both good. They're, they're solid kids. I gotta say, they're good kids. Just the just the way that the translator um, says things. I don't know. I can't think. It's almost like British English. Yeah, she's got a British accent to her English. But it makes sense. I'm assuming it's Hong Kong, not China. So, anyways, he gets mailed to Australia, but he winds up at the house of Cheryl. Is it Cheryl? Cheryl, yeah. Cheryl, yes. The grumpy granddaughter. The, the grumpy redheaded granddaughter who but she's I remember. Not that grumpy. She's not that grumpy. And I remember having a huge crush on this girl when I was a boy. I think that started my mm. thing with redheads. May have. May have. Ba, 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 ba. Ah. Although Get I had a there. huge crush on, on uh, Jenny Lewis. Jenny, yeah, in the, in the. No, Chitara on. <laughs> <laughs> the 
That's not what I was going for. On Thundercats. That was, I think, my first crush. From back in those days, I can't place her now. Oh, there were quite a few. Jenny Lewis in uh, The Wizard. Which was kind of like this chick. Yes. Um, Fuck, it'll come to me. Sorry. You cursed. But, uh, uh, so, doesn't he come to the s- where he's she supposed like a, to go? She looks like a smaller Nicole Kidman back in the day. That's really, she really point, does. Yeah. Uh, no, she. So, because the owner of the store, the store is closed down. The owner is long dead, so he gets sent to the nearest relative, and that's uh, the mm-hmm. father of of Cheryl. And then Cheryl is actually really upset the first time she sees him, and he's like, "No, I really gotta go to the bathroom because he's been holding it." Up. Again, she's upset, but not bewildered and amazed she's like again because, although 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 the whole thing is that it's explained that like the day before yeah this charles merriweather guy who was dressed in old old timey clothes with his hair parted showed up and said he was there to collect his stamp collection turns out that her uncle mad tom is it mad tom mad tom mad mike mad mike yeah i was just thinking of the bear Who's called Mad Mike because he's not a nice person, apparently. And, a, and Cheryl a, is afraid of him. She won't even go near him. But then we learned quite tragically, he wanted to open up a zoo. So he started getting all these animals. And then one night someone snuck in and poisoned them all. Which was a really shitty thing to do. I could totally understand why Mike went mad. <laughs> that is a shitty thing to do. Lil. Yeah. I agree. Poisoning all somebody's animals is not a very nice person kind of thing to do. They're so cute. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's some grim stuff in this movie, and that's particularly one of the more grim moments. So, anyways, um, Ralph enlists Cheryl and some kid that he beat playing cricket, even though he never played cricket before. I know he gets to play some cricket to um, to go and like talk to Mad Mike, but they go there and find out that Tommy Tricker tried to steal the stamp collection. Yeah, they see Tommy Tricker right but then away. He gets caught by Mad Mike and Mad Mike's uh, Aboriginal compadre, and uh, they chain him up in the backyard with the kangaroos because this couldn't be more Australia they have like a bunch of kangaroos living in the backyard and they toss him a Joe Louie that he has to like crawl for was it them who tossed it yeah yeah it was which he then shared with uh, by them you mean Ralph and Cheryl yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh they tossed it okay yeah 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 and then the the aboriginal guy comes by and like takes the pole out that to like loose him to let him slightly looser so that he can actually reach the Joey Louie but then he turns the pole into a didgeridoo somehow. I'm not sure how that works. That was pretty cool, though. <laughs> Are didgeridoos just big pipes? I don't think so. <laughs> According to the filmmakers of Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler, they are. Yeah. Or maybe this one fellow is just such a skilled didgeridoo player, he can make a didgeridoo out of just anything. Just with a straw, he's just like, well, yeah. check this out. Boo, you, you, you. Um, yeah. So then... Oh, Graham, Graham just faded out. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, God, I thought we'd lost Graham for a second. But then they, uh... They convince Mad Mike. They convince Mad Mike in a beautiful scene, which I'm still giddy about. They're at the fire. There's a fire pit. Um, and, and Mad Mike is looking up the stars, and he's like, these are the same stars that happened on the night when all my animals were poisoned. And he's, he's getting upset. He's sad. And the the kids come up, and Ralph is holding the cutest freaking like koala cub I've ever seen in my life. And he's holding the koala is holding a stuffed koala, and he gives it to Mike. I love this too. It's like here, you want this koala? 
we'll, I'll trade you for you this koala. You're right, I want this koala. Before that, he just gives him the koala to, as a sign of friendship. Yeah. He doesn't even ask for anything, for anything. And Mike is like holding him and he's kind of like choked up. And Mad Mike goes up to him like, why are you giving me this koala? And he's like, well, I'd like it for my friend who really isn't a friend to him, but for my friend and the stamp collection. And he's like, well, just for koala. He's like, no, but I'm also introducing you. This is your niece, Cheryl. And she says, hi, I'm Tom's daughter. And all of a sudden, Mike realizes he's not alone in the world. Aww. And all of a sudden, he's overtaken by emotion and agrees to let Tommy Tricker go and the stamp collection go with him. It's a very emotional scene. Oh, we also forgot to talk about how the um, they used the dragon kite to drop the letter off. And oh, yeah, it's it. the most unorthodox mail delivery because system they can't, ever. It can't be someone who knows that he's on the stamp that, that mails it. So they. But again, you could just you could just tell somebody like, "Hey, I need you to deliver this letter." Yeah, like get their mom on it, in on it yeah, or something. Exactly. Or the the this this the 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 translator she could have just waited for someone to pick it up and be like, "Oh, that's my letter. Can you throw it in the box? I dropped it." Anyway, the dragon thing, I thought they were going to use the dragon to like physically insert the envelope into the mailbox, but no. It turns out it's this huge kite and they're waiting for it to reach just a certain height for it to to just drop the mail the this thin ass envelope in the air anyway it almost got caught in a tree so i had another heart attack uh every time ralph jumps into an envelope i i my jaw drops yeah, you you were yeah you were <laughs> i worry heart about it i worry about it yeah and then so anyways um um uh, nancy's pen pals english-speaking translator friend um sees this mail carrier coming on her bicycle and she stops the mail carrier and positions the mailbag right under where the letter is going to drop. It's a very elongated and tense, tense and also like very contrived way yeah. of delivering the letter. Unnecessarily yeah. complicated. Yeah, you might say it was padding for time. <laughs> but there were smiles all around when the envelope just slid into that bicycle. Yeah, yes. we, we were all kind of thrilled when that happened, we gotta say. It was just sort of like, yeah! Stamp traveling for life. Um, and then, so anyways, we're back there, and he, it seems he introduces Mad Mike to his niece. And even they just share this moment, this look, and Mad Mike realizes, my God, I'm not alone in the universe. I have family. I have people that love me. And I don't need to be mad anymore. It was never explained where Ralph got this koala. I guess he just plucked it out of a tree. It's Australia. There's koalas all over the place. <laughs> I'm still going there. And kangaroos. Yeah. There's a whole Mitch Hedberg routine about koalas that's pretty funny. Really? He, he, he's pretty funny. Well, instead of a cockroach infestation, he wants oh. a koala infestation. Yeah. And he's like, koalas <laughs> I'm down for are, that. Koalas are so fucking cute. Why do they got to be so far away from me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm with you, Mitch. <laughs> yes. So then eventually... And actually, wait. Is, yeah, yeah, Mitch, Mitch, did, Hed, yes, Mitch Hedberg yes. has passed away. Um, so then... Actually, speaking of kangaroos, a kangaroo... Did you say kangaroos? Is that like some <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? <laughs> that would be an amazing hybrid. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Were kangaroos with cranberries in their mouths? And vodka? I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, the, kang uh, the kangaroo delivers the letter and puts it in the Apparently, mailbox. Apparently, we didn't know this. And, and, and to our listeners in Australia, I guess you guys can confirm us. this. Dude, but 
do kangaroos deliver all the mail there? Yeah, like we did, we were unaware that kangaroos were the primarily primary mail deliverers in Australia, but apparently we were we were wrong. It's amazing, yeah. The little tuck. Interspecies inter- exploitation here. The kangaroo seemed cool with it. Yeah, he was kind of just like another day at the office. He, he even takes a little extra time to make sure the letters in the. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't have to deal with the unions and uh, You don't think the kangaroos unionize? And the big boss is probably a koala Yeah, it's the koala sitting back there puffing away on a cigar (laughs) And a little stuffed koala Koala bus item Oh my gosh The little stuffed koala is his assistant that he abuses (laughs) Yeah And then Tommy, Tricker, and Ralph get mailed back to their um, to, to, To Ralph's parents Yep. Um, Because Tommy Tricker only has a mom and not a dad because his dad is a homeless drunk. Ooh. Ooh, low blow for Tommy. I know, but that's Albert talking, not me. Um, (laughs) Again, it's the fever slash Albert talking. So then, um, so then they come out of the stamp and like Nancy, and by the way, the parents are totally non-deplumed about the fact, or non-plused or whatever the term is, that their son hasn't been home in like six weeks. Um, and he then, was supposed to go for a hike with Uncle Ben. That's the last they yeah, heard of him. And they're day. like, I'm sure he's fine. I guess they didn't have those commercials back and then because uh, the parents totally would have flinched. Do you, you know, know where one? your child is? It's 11.30. Do you know where your child is? I think that was peak time for was when those much, things yeah. Yeah, were airing. Um, so anyways, because uh, they just like, oh, you went off. And it was air, it was snail mail too, so it's like not like long... That would have taken a while. And there was only, like, one stamp on every envelope, so, like, it wasn't, like, priority mail. It was definitely, like, slow boat, like, mail. Yeah, these were, like, these were 50-cent stamps. Yeah, they ain't flying, flying, flying to Australia. So, um, so then Nancy's like, oh, and Ralphie's back. And they're like, oh, no, that's just a drawing on the stamp. And then she rips open the envelope, the kazoo music hits, and then Ralph and Tommy Tricker and a bunch of, like, stuffed koala... And koalas and a one platypus at least. One platypus. platypus. And a boomerang. And a boomerang. Uh, land and then they land in the pool and then they're like, "Oh, dad, look!" I heard, heard the dad falls out of his chair. He's just like, "What?" It's the best whoa, 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 they're flying up in the air. It's like, "What?" As animated characters, yeah, and they're the only adults that are like remotely weirded out by the fact that people emerge from stamps in this movie. Everybody else is like, "Yeah, that happens." Yeah. Well, you haven't done this before? Because when you grow up, your imagination dies, and I guess that's what happened to uh, Ralph's parents. I believe the line is, when we get old, do our hearts die? The answer is yes, by the way. By the way, the answer is yes, they do. Except for old, uh, the old fella. Um, what's his face? Chester Bronson? His dad, yeah, Bronson. Bronson. Mr. Bronson. Charles Bronson. Mr. Bronson. Um, yeah, so Mr. Bronson returns the blue nose to his dad, and he's like, yeah, I just bought it. You know, it's nothing, no big deal, don't worry. $600, what's that between friends? I think Mr. Bronson is his boss or something? Just a guy that, he's the guy that got his father into stamp collecting. Oh, I see, I see. So then they present the stamps, and they read the letter of Charles Merriweather, which says, like, if you're reading this, if, you, if you've gotten my collection, I'm happy, but I'm also sad, because that means that I was never freed from my stamp hell. Um, if you're reading this, it's too late. Yeah. Shout out to Drake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so then they're all celebrating, and then they're like, "Oh, we got all these great stamps." And Charles Merriweather, we're gonna we're gonna get them out. We're gonna mail them to us. It'll be great. 
And then they make the mistake of leaving, leaving the collection alone with Tommy Tricker. I know, and I was yelling at the screen when this was happening, too. I'm like, don't leave Tommy alone with the stamp collector. He's a no-good Nick. Well, it's their fault. Right. It's their fault. Right. There, there's no redemption arc for Fool Tommy. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? Exactly. And Martha Raymond, it seems the last song, Tommy well, actually, Stopped Tricking. Yeah. I don't know that's the name of the song, but it's it's pretty much the gist of it. But it, it's funny because uh, when they're all chasing after Tommy, Ralph's like, Tommy's relapsed, like he's gone back on drugs or something. <laughs> and then Cass, who shows up out of nowhere, is like, what's a relapse? Yeah. I guess he gets high off the liquor stickers. Uh, this, is back, this is back when you had to lick the back I'm of the I'm pretty stamps. sure Tommy wound up being a juggalo later on in life. <laughs> yeah, a strange, strange thing. Um, after we watched Tommy... Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Cult Traveler. We actually watched a little bit of American Juggalo. <laughs> Oddly enough. Directed by Sean Dunn in the year 2011. And uh, that was a good uh, juxtaposition of, of wholesome versus not wholesome at all. Kind wholesome of versus Juggalo. Um, so then, yeah, we had credits in that scene in the movie. So guys, final thoughts on Tommy Tricker and the Stamp Traveler. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was nice. It was uh, lovely and adventurous, and it was a lot of fun. I liked everybody in it. Like, everybody was uh, nice. And it was a fun story and thing to happen. It would have been cool <laughs> to go on an adventure like that. Yeah, I also, like, I remember even thinking that as a kid, like, wishing that I could go on adventures um, with stamps, just jump on stamps. And, and man, it brought a, brought back a whole bunch of memories for me of just getting Family Channel, which was a specialty channel at the time, and this would come on, and, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, but then watching it as an adult, the reality kicks in. That would be a really long flight. Getting from... <laughs> Yeah. Where do they get the money? Exactly. Yeah. It's on stamps. You're, you're just watching those long takes, long shots of uh, stock airplane footage. Yeah. It was good. I liked it a lot. I um, It brought back a lot of my, my feelings of childhood and youth. And I do. I dig this film a lot. I'm interested to see the sequel, The Return of Tommy Tricker. Didn't you say that you wrote a lot of short stories in grade yeah. three? As a child, I wrote, I wrote some short stories about it. Um, when I was in grade, I think three or four. <coughs> oh my God, Graham, Graham. When I was in grade three Save or four. Save your strength, man. The, um, Phil, quick, bring another video, uh, video cassette. There um, you go. <laughs> that doesn't help, guys. In grade three or four. It's okay, Pamela's curled up, curled up around his legs there. Candidate post. We'll just set it. Those aren't pillows, Joe. Shout that any minute now. I just know it. It's just Pamela Voorhees nestled around your legs. Seven babies. She's had her shots, I think. Did did somebody get her shots? Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm sure she's fine. I'm (laughs) sure she's she's fine. Canada Post came to my school when I was in grade (laughs) three or four. And they um, they talked about the movie and the return of Tommy Tricker and the the blue nose is an actual legit stamp that had a, a hidden thing in it. And I Which is interesting because most expensive stamps, as they say, as they point out in the movie, it's it's an error or it's something. I remember yeah. there's a famous American stamp where the plane is upside down. Mm-hmm. It's worth like a million dollars. But this is not an error. This is somebody added something to the stamp. So one of the the stamp guys when he was when he was like because he had to press stamps like in a printing press uh some guy just for fun 
put a little man in the ma- in the mist mast for for a few stamps and sent them out just as a joke just as like a thing and then it sparked all this like ownership issues and valuability and stuff so that was death by video how was uh, the return of Tommy Tricker? I don't remember that. I didn't see it myself. I, I saw it. I can't remember it. It's an entirely different cast, though. It d- doesn't even have the same actor playing Tommy Tricker. No. How many years after? Uh, it was a number later? of years after. Yeah, so it was 94. Kids 94 came these out. These kids probably would have been 17 later. or 18 by the time. No. Did it involve art theft at all? I don't recall, but I do know that it turns out that it isn't Charles Merriweather in the um, stamp. It's actually his sister Molly Merriweather. That's what we learn in the uh, Return of Tommy Trigger. Yeah, that's what we learn in the Return of Tommy Trigger. And in the synopsis... So so Charles is still on a stamp somewhere. That I can't recall, but yeah, something like that. Or he just, like, died of the... He fell off the mast. (laughs) Died of dysentery sometime in the Uh, 40s. That's that's the other thing, by by the way, by the way... By the way, we should point out that that they find... find There's a man in the mast in... Charles Merriweather's collection, but there's also a man standing in the bow of the ship, and they use this like very powerful micro ma- magnifying glass to read the name on his bag, which reads Charles. Charles Merriweather. Just Charles, I believe. Why are we whispering? Because because <laughs> Neville is sleeping, and you know what? She kind of looks like a koala tonight, I gotta say. She does, with her little kits there. Aw, Pamela. Yeah. Give her a little scratch behind the ears. We're also whispering because I have a headache. Thanks, kid, for that alliteration. <laughs> so that was Death by Video. Yeah, we should probably call it a night. Like, it's getting a little rowdy out there, and uh, we don't want to get discovered. Do we, guys? Yeah, yeah, it's true, and I think video is... I think it's a literally death by video tonight. Poor Graham. That's fine. He's I hope. Been, I don't know if Graham's gonna make it through the night. He's been kick 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 killed, like Ralph would say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you were going for, but you you totally you saved it there, Lillian. <laughs> so that being said, I've been Graham. I've been Phil. I've been Kit. And as always, our very special guest, the one, the only. Pamela Voorhees. The Soviet Union's best export and Toronto's own Lillian. That's probably my favorite intro. Soviet Union's uh... finest export. Because cool. you are. Outside of Stolich. Stoli. Stolichnia. No, it's Lillian. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Please be sure to rewind and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hopefully. Bye bye.